But I think we should have a say in what we want. And I mean, it's our education, right? That's Olivia, a sixth grader from the How to Teach Us project, an eight-week-long project designed by math science teacher Brooke Tobia, who teaches at High Tech Middle North County. At the heart of it, it's students telling teachers how they best learn. Our book is 100% student published and created, which is really awesome. One of my favorite parts is there's different chapters, and each chapter is based on the characteristics that our students have identified with. So the students came up with a list of characteristics within our class, and we had 60 students on our team. And so they said, this is a characteristic, although I have many, that I would most identify with. And so we have things like shy, or um, social, or hyperactive, um, slow working, you know? And so they came up with these chapters. You're gonna hear from Olivia again, who self-identified as an overthinker. When coming uh, into this, I kind of thought, because we were just given like what a list of uh, characteristics that we could choose from and what we identified with. And um, I was in there and uh, in my one group, I thought it was a really like broad term. It is a really broad term, like being an overthinker. And so I got um, to just learn more about my characteristic and realize that not only are you like an overthinker, you can also be like another characteristic. Um, But like I also found like kids that like I didn't even like think would identify with being an overthinker were in that group. And I mean, I also made a couple new friends, so that was fun. And then understood that they probably represent other students in other schools too. And so in the the book, you're gonna find an empathy piece first um, from those students from that characteristics perspective. So which is, I think is really great. So just reading that empathy piece and understanding the class clown and how they see themselves and what their intentions are in class and why they're doing the things that they're doing was a really cool look into the student's perspective. This project was super heavy on researching and gathering and interviewing. That's Guy McClory. He teaches humanities and he's Brooks' teaching partner on the project. And then once we finished interviewing, it was it was just it was a project. Like they were it was hands off, it was totally student driven. From the point of like, okay, you have all this information, now we're going to compile it together. And sure, Toby and I facilitated these, like, you tell them what we expected of them. But, like, this project to me was completely unique because it was, it was like 90% student-driven. The other 10% was just Miss Toby and I uh, giving them some instructions on how to do it. So in order for me to talk about it, it's like, it's hard to talk about it because it's, I don't, I don't really know how much there is that we've done besides just get them to understand how they learn, you know? And then following that empathy piece, you're going to see different strategies that are done in the classroom on everyday basis. Um, Things like note-taking or group work or peer-to-peer reading. And then based on that characteristics, we interviewed over 700 students in San Diego and from that collected the data and found the average of how much Um, that characteristic enjoys that activity. Here's Avery, another sixth grade student, talking about how they captured the interviews. We got a little bit of like a broader spectrum and we asked them questions about like calming classroom techniques they would do in their classrooms. Our questions were like for each technique we would ask them 
um, like, as what type of student they were, like, outgoing or shy, how would they rate the pro that task? Like, if it was group work, a shy person might say, like, oh, I'd give that a one out of five stars. But, like, an outgoing person, like, five out of five stars, it's so fun, like, to be with my friends. So, yeah, and then we use that information to make our book, How to Teach Us, just talking about how to help teachers teach their students from the student's perspective. Was there anything, like, surprising or um, from that data that you guys collected? Well, a lot of it was, like, a bit surprising, yeah, because we noticed, like, patterns that, um, like, like I was saying, that the shy person doesn't like her work, but the outgoing person likes group work. It's kind of fun. It was fun to see those patterns because there was, like, parts where it would be, like, oh, they don't like, they don't like, they're very opposite on, like, some things, but with computer work, they both are, like, five stars. They love it a lot. So that, I think that was the most surprising thing, that even though those are two characteristics are super different, they still, like, like the same thing. Can you give me, like, your thoughts on um, doing math and, like, statistics and data with, like, actual data that you guys collected. It wasn't just some random thing that your yeah, teacher assigned. Yeah, When we were first doing it, I was like, wait, we're doing this for our book? What? And it was very difficult because we went over it, like, a lot. Like, it happened a bunch of times. Like, we had our data. We made giant big posters that we hung around, like, their classroom. And we tried, we found, like, averages for the um, star ratings of uh, each category for each characteristic. But I remember that when we first did it, we um, messed up. So we had to do it over many times. Is it also, like, a little more, I guess, real? Because it was real, right? You found real yeah. data. Yeah, yeah. Like, other than doing, like, it was kind of weird, like, Mr. Pickles has blah 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 what find the average it was like these people actually have these averages and it felt like you needed to do it like you might be like i don't want to find the averages of mr pickles white cats i want to find this in like a real world situation so it felt like it had more uh relevance it had a lot more relevance in like what we were talking about Going people, we love to make friends and be near them in class. We are definitely extroverted people and we love to express ourselves. Sometimes in class, we feel like we want to hang out with our friends or doodle when we are supposed to be paying attention. Encourage us, outgoing people, to express our creativity outside of class so we don't feel the need to doodle. For example, you may suggest drawing a picture to go along with our work so we feel like the work relates to us. Also, if we try to show you something, look at it and appreciate it. We are outgoing people and we love to learn. An educator might look at this and just say, you know, I have this one student who is kind of hard to reach and they're struggling in these areas and I know that I do a lot of note-taking in my class, so what can I do? And this can be a tool for them. But also, it also has a survey in the back that we used to interview the students, so teachers can, it's just a, it's a bit.ly, and so they can just look at that bit.ly, go and 
ask their students the same questions just to get to know their students better, which has been really great for us and our team. A bit.ly is a condensed internet link that allows it to be more easily shared. And you can check out the link that Brooke is referring to in our show notes. Why do you think it's important for teachers to listen to students? Well, we talked about this actually a lot in that a lot of those students who are str- that teachers struggle to reach in classes, like they feel like they are not getting enough voice in the classroom. Feels like our classrooms, like here, and more are just more successful when they have relevance to the student, like relevance to everyone in the classroom, more personal, like, and you can't get personal with a student if you don't know them. So. And do you think that helps? help students learn better or just yeah, feel like, like a place in class? feels like, yeah, like the place in class, like I feel like they will, they will be more willing to learn. Like they might, like the slow person might not get any faster, but they might feel like, hey, I really want to get this work done. It's not just like uh, I'm slow, so I'm not going to do it. Like if they know that that, student is slow they're gonna push them to do like have good life like in class like classroom life so they can just easily um complete their work at their own pace and just feel good about what they're doing here's olivia again explaining why you should get to know your students you should just get to know your students a little more because like the only way to know how some person would like or how they want it or how they would learn best is through them and through talking to them. You don't want to just make assumptions about someone. So, I mean, it kind of just goes for also just like, it's kind of also like a metaphor for life. One cool thing that came out of this project that that Miss Toby and I uh, saw is that unlike other projects that we've both done in the past separately, our student engagement in this project was pretty high. It was like extremely high. And and we and we kind of we attributed that to a couple of different factors. And yes, we were constantly reminding our students like, hey, this is a book that you are writing for educators. You're going to teach them uh, how to teach you. And for a lot of the students, that was like a huge sticking point. That was like what was driving them. But for many of the other students, I think that what kept them going was just the fast paced nature of this project, because as with any project like you are, you got a you got a deadline. You have to go out there. You got to teach them how to interview. You got to go out there. You got to interview. You got to come back in, take all those papers, sift through them, compile them, uh, make sense of them, and then get together as a group, create the poster boards that become later on the pages. So everything, like, it was just extreme. There was never a dull moment in the project. And I think that that's kind of like what really had the students and, and kept them uh, motivated. And every day they came in, like, what are we doing today? What are we doing today? And I love that question because they know that it's something new and exciting and they're ready for it. I think it might just be because, I mean, we are so young and we still are, you know, students. And then there's the whole idea of, I mean, when like when you're older, you know more. And I mean, it's true. But I just don't think teachers, because a bunch of teachers, I think, have the mindset of kids. They don't know what's best for them. But I think we should have a say in what we want. And we, I mean, it's our education, right? So, uh, like, this is how I want to learn my education, how, how I want to have my education, and this is how 
I would have it best and how it would best affect me. Because not only is it just like also kind of, it's not only cool and kind of like a good way to have it, but it's also just a better way. Because, you know, if a kid doesn't, if a kid isn't interested in it, in it, they won't really have as much passion and they won't really, usually the outcome won't be as good if they're not as interested in it, so. I think what was really great and simple and eye-opening um, to me as an educator after I saw all the data come together were the things that we do in our classroom, the simple things that we know, but it's just really nice to revisit, we should keep doing. And so we know this, right? This makes sense. It's nothing, it's not rocket science, but it made me kind of develop my lesson plans a little bit different and think about them differently instead of scaffolding them um, so much as like the beginning, middle, end. I'm kind of thinking about what part of this concept that we're teaching, this unit that I'm teaching, right? How am I reaching all of these modalities, these uh, techniques? And if I am looking at specific chapters in the book and saying, okay, well, this student typically struggles in these areas, or I think that they might not find this as much as engaging as possible. So looking at for tips, for, I mean, straight coming from the kids, what I can do better. So I think that'd be a cool way to do it. Yeah, what I'm hoping they get from the book is that, that like all students are different, that they come in all shapes, like categories, like they can fit into more than one. And I just want them to feel like I, I can make my classroom a better place. I can make it a more personal, like knowing my students, who they are, and like just make the classroom the best it can be. Like they can do that. Like we're just like a bunch of sixth grade students and like they're like teachers who's been teaching for a long time. Like if we can do it, I'm sure like they can do it kind of thing. How to Teach Us is available now on Amazon. You can also find a link to the survey referenced by the students and Brooke in the show notes, along with a few other resources that may help you learn a little bit more about your students.